Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Phil Boogie, and welcome to another episode of Isolation Be Like. Um, hope you're doing well. I am just going to jump right into it. So I was minding my business the other day, and um go on Twitter, and I see that there is a restaurant um, down in Texas, Houston, I think, trending. Um, and I click on the click on the thread and um and I see that this um um restaurant owned by um African American um um uh, is trending because this brother had to well, not so much had to but he gave a lecture, gave a speech, gave a talk to his guest um uh, because by the accounts that I have read um and based on what I heard him say um some of the guests decided to um twerk um at some point um during um uh, before or after their meal um allegedly some stood on the furniture um to do said twerking and so I'm scrolling I'm enjoying the memes I'm laughing um at some of the things people are saying but then I started getting a little bit irritated because a lot of the thread, um, a lot of the comments were about um, people saying the nerve of him to feel like he had to sort of display um, his uh, respectability politics um, in the way that he talked about having a twerk free environment um, at his restaurant. And that, you know, basically he was too concerned with, you know, behaving a certain way because he was trying to appear uh, respectable. And, you know, we got to leave respectability politics behind and he's going to lose business and how dare he and all that jazz. So I watched the video. I listened to it. Um, You know, maybe you could say things a little bit differently. You know, you're talking to paying customers. Maybe you don't stand there um, like um, <laughs> Cicely Tyson. I think it was Cicely in one of Tyler's movie. You're not standing there like, you know, there will be no twerking on this land. You know, <laughs> not on this land. Um, you ain't got to you ain't got to be that. You ain't got to be Martin Luther King giving a speech. You ain't got to be Barack, you know, telling people how to live. You ain't got to be all that. You can just say, hey, don't I prefer that you not do that. I just bought these chairs. I prefer you not put your heels in them. Whatever you got to say. So, but he said what he said. He meant it. He was upset. Um, and people were upset with him for um, trying too hard to be respectable. Um, and here's my thing. So I'm looking at the people. In a, first of all, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The restaurant is full. He's giving this speech, his on this land speech about twerking. While I didn't see, there might have been masks, depending on what angle shot you were looking at, you know, because there were a couple of videos. Um, but I didn't, you know, I know people can't eat with the mask on, but it was a lot of people in there. And he's kind of giving a really passionate speech um, in a room full of people just blowing on a whole lot of air. Um, out at his customers um, who clearly didn't mind they were there you know 
kicking it in, a, in an enclosed space with strangers. So they were, I mean, I mean, they're all fine with it. But all of it, I mean, all of it was, you know, that part was a little bit crazy to me. But I'm reading these comments about respectability politics and I'm just like, shut, shut up, shut up. <laughs> like, oh, let me take it back. He gave that kind of speech. Now, here's what my problem was with his talk. He gave that kind of talk that people sometimes give when they think they're talking to people who ain't never been nowhere and that they're giving them their first opportunity to be someplace. Right. Like, so if you grew up in the hood, as I did, um, and you go on a school trip, you go to the museum or you go um, to a play and they start talking to you like, you know, how you have to behave. And, you know, some of it is just like, you know, we're kids. So don't go in there acting a the fool, you know, breaking stuff and, you know, whatever. But there was also an extra layer of like other people are looking and we're trying to give you this opportunity. So you expand your world. And I mean, I think people mean well. And when you're really little, you don't really notice that. But as I got older, I began to resent those kind of speeches that I seemed that we only seen the beginning because we were black and people assume we ain't never been nowhere and that somehow our behavior when we were acting like regular teenagers were somehow worse than the white kids who were behaving the exact same way. And I know we live in a world where people look at us differently and all that kind of jazz. But sometimes it, it, it did. It did. Um, it got on my nerves and I try to avoid um, it, those kind of speeches. I try to be mindful when I'm, you know, um, talking to my kids or when I'm, you know, with young people and asking, telling them sort of the rules of the space. Right. Because I, I think that sometimes there are rules. There's a ways to engage in the space that you can share that information with people without making them feel like they don't know any better. So there was a hint of uh, I tried to make something nice for y'all, but y'all don't know how to act. You can't twerk everywhere, you know. <laughs> And and I think that's what he meant. And but I didn't like that part because it's kind of like somebody in there, many people in there knew that wasn't a thing that maybe you ought to be doing in the middle of a meal. Um, but he gave that kind of talk like, look at what I try to do for you. I try to give you all something nice with matching silverware. And here you all go. Now, he didn't say that, but that it, it had that kind of energy. So I, I. I heard a little bit of that. But. At the same time, why, why are you standing on a chair at a restaurant, hunched over, twerking? Why? Why? Forget pandemic. I don't care if the air, it was the cleanest air, oxygen on earth, purified, you know, imported from somewhere. I don't care what kind of air was in that restaurant. I don't care about the pandemic. Pre-pandemic, I'm sitting there eating my roasted Brussels sprouts and you decide one booth over to just get up on a chair, hunch over and start working. I don't understand that. I don't. And I think some of that is audience. I mean, I mean, I know some of this is me, but like uh, when I see a flyer that says grown and sexy, I'm not going I'm not going because it's going to be followed by a list of instructions. Right. And I don't like instructions. Like, tell me, is it black tie? Is it casual? 
tell me something, maybe. Are we wearing costumes? Is it a 90s party? But don't start telling me shit that I should know already. Because once you start doing that, once you start putting shit on the flyer, like, okay, button-down shirts only, baseball caps not allowed, um, no logos, ladies, clothes, toe, heels. Like, once you start going into a whole list of things, I'm like... They feel like they have to put these instructions because they expect people who don't who've never been anywhere to be there. Or these people think that no one's ever been anywhere and they're going to be acting crazy when you get there because they think they're doing something so special. So I don't need to go. So grown and sexy, not coming. Um, You know, I don't like the list. Um, There was a club in when I was living in Virginia, there was a club in uh in Newport News, I can't remember what the name of the club was. The Alley, I think. The Alley. It was next to a furniture store called The Dump. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, it was a club. and you can. It was a buffet in the back of the club. A whole soul food as buffet. So, you can eat collard greens and then go twerk. Um, but I remember going. And people looked all kind of ways, right? All kind of ways. Like... Like, I don't know how they had a dress code. Like, I don't know how they were making decisions because once you got inside, it was a disaster. But I was there one day and this this girl had on a sandal. There was some kind of rule about that particular kind of shoe and she couldn't come in. And I was standing there and I just couldn't. And I was with a group. So we, you know, we rocked with it. But I'm just like, this is crazy. And I don't want to be here. And they were somebody had a stripe down their pants. They were trying to debate if it was a sweatpant. I was just like, this is I don't want to be in here. I just don't I don't like that kind of thing. I don't want your instructions, your list. You got a flyer and you got to basically you have to get a lawyer or somebody to determine what all this shit means and whether or not you can. Go. It's too many, it's too many things, too many rules. You know, ladies over 21 men age 37 and up must have a professional job like it just gets in <laughs> it gets insane and it was a part of the speech that kind of made me feel like he was giving that sort of like you know no sneakers um no sweatpants no hats to the back kind of talk um which lets me know that maybe i don't i don't I don't go to that restaurant if I'm ever in town. I don't go there because um, there are those rules. But beyond that, nobody wants your secondhand twerk air. Nobody. You know? And all the talk about respectability um, politics, when I, maybe about 2014. 2013, when I was teaching, I started to hear that term more and more from students. You say anything, you know. Um, yeah, I was, I, you know, I walked into the restaurant and, um, you know, I, I decided to quiet down a little bit because we were we were bugging. But then we got in the restaurant. We just kind of quieted down. And, you know, because there were other people around and somebody professor that's respectability politics why should you quiet down because you know other people you know black people can't be loud and it's just kind of like uh sure but i'm in a space with other people and i 
maybe I don't want to be loud like that. Right. Because I'm in an environment that I'm sharing space, you know, but everything became respect. It, it didn't matter. Like anything that came up in classes, there was going to be at least five to six people. You know, black people, could, a black person could do, say anything. And a person would say in defense, what's the problem? Respectability politics. And I just be like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, how did y'all get this? You know, privilege was already wearing me out every time. We couldn't even have a real discussion in class. Be talking about anything and privilege, privilege. And they just say it one word like that's white privilege. What does that mean? What does that mean? What are you talking about? I'm not saying it doesn't exist or whatever. I'm talk. Say something else. You're just saying a word. So respectability politics around 2013, 2014 for me became a thing in classes where people were just writing that, saying that and not really having um, a full vision of what they meant by it. And I'm not saying that it's not a thing. Maybe it is. But I don't think it's a thing when you're talking about twerking on my furniture that I just bought for my brand new restaurant. And again, nobody wants your twerk air. You're taking up too much space. And granted, I'm crazy. Because maybe people do want twerk air. I mean, I'm, you know, there are people who, who just don't mind it. They're eating their, they're eating their burger and they don't mind the twerk air. I do. I do. I'm nuts. I don't, you know, I don't get mad about it, but I don't, I don't particularly like when restaurants are singing happy birthday 15 goddamn times when I'm trying to eat a meal. You know? Have a plan. Once an hour, sing the goddamn song to everybody and bring a cake. But I got to hear happy birthday. You know? But I live in a world with other people and people want to do that. I let it happen. I have friends who know I hate that. And my friend Brian would sometimes... <laughs> We go to a new restaurant. His ass would sneak off and tell somebody that it was someone's birthday just so I could be irritated. Um, because that's what friends do. They fuck with you like that. But I can't even take that. I, you know, when I got grown enough, I started to find restaurants that just didn't do that sort of thing for my um, for my dining. Of course, I still go to some places that might. I haven't heard a happy birthday song in a long time, but I just avoided it. Right. Just avoided it. I didn't like that. I know. I know damn well. I don't. I don't want you in the booth to boost over shaking your ass. And why is that okay? Why do we have to defend that? Now, like I said, I, maybe I don't like being talked to. Like you done pulled me up from the bottom. You giving me an opportunity. You know, you done came down to my middle school and taught me how to tie tie. So, you know, you don't have to give me that kind of like, you know, I'm doing charity speech. You, ain't got to, you are a businessman. You want my money. You know, you don't have to say it in that particular kind of way. But I think he meant what he said. And I. And I think he was disappointed. I think I heard disappointment. And then I was disappointed trying to process why people were upset with him. And maybe I need to watch it again. And maybe I need to have a real discussion about it with somebody else. You know, um, talk about sort of the different angles on this. But 
And I'll be curious to know what you guys think. So if you're listening to this one, leave comments. Um, um, send me a message. I'm curious. Um, you know, where do you where do you where do you sit on this? I remember I was a teenager. I was 15, 16 years old and I had a summer job at um, the Urban League. Again, I said I was from the hood. So I, <laughs> Urban League in Newark. I worked there in the summer twice. Um, I could write a whole chapter on that particular experience. But one of the things would happen, um, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, would be they would have us go down to Essex County College down in Newark, sit in a classroom, and they would have guest speakers come and give us talks about life. There are about 12 to 15 of us. Of that 12 to 15 of us, the teenagers who were in the, in the program, I'm going to say 10 of us at least were in private boarding um, or Catholic school. Um, were doing quite well in school. And the others who were not in private school were public school kids who were doing very well themselves. But we were black kids from Newark, East Orange, Irvington. So there's a way you talk to kids from those places. And I remember one day um, we're in we're down at Essex County College, sitting in the classroom, waiting for our speaker. And then he comes in and he's wearing his Stacey Adams and, you know, his creased pants and his polo shirt tucked in and. And he, he's looking at us. And he's going to give us a leadership speech, how we got to be leaders. And he starts yelling at us, doing that kind of Maury Povich, you know, military guy who comes in and yells at the kids who don't know how to act. And he's going to send them to boot camp. Like He came in doing that shit like and we were taken aback. And he was like, first of all, you know, you young men sitting in here with your hats turned around backwards. You're going backwards. And he starts making a whole thing about our hats being backwards in like 1987, you know, 88. Like. What? Turn your hats around. So I'm like looking at this man who is not my father. Tell me what to do with the clothes I'm wearing. And I didn't move. And then. um. Of course, I was the only one who didn't turn my damn hat around. So now he's in my face. Like, we're, like again, like we're on a talk show and I'm some unruly teenager. He's like, yo, man, turn that head around. And I did it because ultimately I'm a good kid. I was a good kid. I was polite, but I was mad as hell about it. So I turned the damn hat around and he's like, there you go. Be a man, you know, men move forward. You got to be here for your for your women. These are queens. And he's pointing to the girls in class who are sitting there popping gum, looking at this crazy man. You got to lead your families. You got to be kings. And, you know, y'all got to work hard to get yourselves out of the situation y'all in. I'm just like, this ain't scared straight. You got the wrong room. And it's like that thing where people were just walking into spaces where there were black people of a certain age from a certain place. And that's when we needed that speech. We we all have taken the PSAT, the SAT. We're going to college. Goodbye. Get off our faces like that. Like, get out of my face. Right? So I've never liked that kind of energy around performance. 
you know, like assuming things around black people. And maybe some people will see, you know, like I didn't like being spoken that way, um, spoken to that way because my hat was turned backwards. Maybe that's the same thing for the people who are saying respectability politics about why can't she just work on the chair that she's sitting in? She didn't come over to your table and twerk on your chair while you're eating um, your lamb chop. She didn't do that. She's in her own space. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a legitimate argument for that, but I don't know. I think not putting your your feet in people's furniture just kind of crosses all cultural boundaries while they're eating. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know the world. I don't know what everybody else does. I just. I know we're getting. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I think culturally we're looking for a way to allow people to be authentic in all the ways they get they want to be authentic. And I think that's a powerful thing. You know, there was a time one time my friend Nicole, who I will not say her last name because she is a mother and a wife. But back in the day in L.A., minding our business, I can't tell you what year other than it was the year that back that ass came up. And I cannot wait till I have a a research department who can just go get the information for me. But back that ass up had just come out. So, you know, get on Google for me. Let me know. And it was somebody he had, she had met, didn't know very well. I think I had known the person. But anyway, Nicole was either had just moved to L.A. It was when she was visiting me. And this person was having a party. So at the last minute, we go scrambling. We go buy some bottles of wine because that's what you do. And um, for a dinner party, um, we weren't making anything. And um, she's an all black, kind of sophisticated, sexy. I'm wearing whatever I thought was sophisticated at the time. Who knows? Bugle boy jeans. I don't know what the hell I had on. But just black and probably some kind of a... You know, some, you know, black T-shirt or whatever. I don't know what I had on, but, you know, dressed for a, you know, what I thought a dinner party. When we get there, I can hear noise, like music, and I don't understand it, but I. And then we go inside, the door opens, the host lets us in, we go inside and she's stunned to, to see us standing there with bottles of wine. She is, makes a big deal. She's like, they brought wine, they brought wine. And Nicole and I are trying to make sense of what we're seeing because there's no furniture. Um, And there's a DJ using the dining room table yelling like he's Funkmaster Flex at a packed club. There's like 12 people in the house um, eating spaghetti. So we she takes us in the kitchen. She goes, here's the food. I'm going to put your wine right here. And it's the biggest pot of spaghetti I've ever seen in my life. And some garlic bread. Now, I didn't know where we were going to eat it, but I guess we just stand around and eat the spaghetti like everybody else. So we, we made a plate because I like spaghetti and garlic bread. And I opened up that wine we bought. Thank God we bought a, a nice red. And then we go in the living room and we eat the spaghetti. The DJ's playing. My ears are hurting because there's not enough people to absorb the sound. He's talking about throw your hands up. I can't. I'm eating Spaghetti. And then he plays back that ass up. And I'm, I, 
that was my jam. Like I, I mean, all the women had their hands up on the on the walls, and they hunched over and they backed that ass up. And dudes, who I remember, did not put their plates down. Um, proceeded to let the asses get backed up on them. You know, while holding a spaghetti. And we didn't have text then, and we so we couldn't talk about what we were feeling, me and Nicole. We were going to have to wait like you have to, used to have to do in the old days until we left, and we were dying inside. And it was, at that point, watching people hold plates while getting um, asses backed up on them, that we both just kind of laughed, just laughed. No words, just laughed. And then she put her plate down, and then we <laughs> we joined the fun. Right, in our little black outfits, like we were doing something, and we had a good time at this dinner party that wasn't really a dinner party like we expected. Now, I've been a lot, of, been to a lot of dinner parties, and at most of them, even if we, first of all, we probably wouldn't have played back that ass up. But let's say, if there was music on that we liked, they had a little beat to it. Um, I would say that I had never seen anybody get up from the table or put their plate down and just go bend over in the corner up against a blank wall and get dogged. Like I never, I never experienced that at a dinner party of the, of of my throwing. Now I've been to house parties where you know, like like basement party kind. Of, like I've been to I'm not t- a, a dinner party, right? I hadn't seen it. It would have been odd if Nicole and I had just started doing that at other parties we normally attended. It would have been odd. Other dinner parties, we get up from the table and we walk over and she just bends over. That would have been crazy. But at this party, it was totally fine because the furniture was moved, removed from the room for the most part. The rest of it was covered up and pushed into a corner not to be used. So I guess it was a dance floor. Um, There was a DJ. And everybody else was up against the wall. Backing it up. It was an appropriate time and place. And we didn't call it twerking then. But it was a perfect, appropriate time and place for that. To back that ass up. There would be no reason to give a speech to the people at that party for doing that because there is a time and a place. And I think that's my only thing about this. There is time and place that I think has nothing to do with respectability. Dinner party over here. You don't put down your your shrimp um, and bend over and do that. This particular party, it was fine. And nobody's going to give you a speech. And I think that's what it is for me. Time and place. That's that. That's it. It's not. Not respectability. I'm sorry. Time and place. Now. We can argue. Who's defining time and place. But I'm not saying think that hard about it. If the whole room is shaking their ass. Then that is a time and place to shake your ass. Right. If you're at a repass and your your headphone, you 
you're listening to music on your headphone because you, you know, you got your earbuds in and you, you know, you listen and your jam comes on, you can't start shaking. I don't care if that's your, I don't care. If that's your song, you can't twerk right there. You're at a repass. You can't do that shit everywhere. So, anyway, I want to know what y'all think. Let me know. Hit me up. Leave me comments. Hit me on Twitter. Phil Branch. I'm just curious. Whew. All right, y'all. I'm going to go on and um, go about my night. Good talking to you. Um, Stay safe. Stay sane. Wash your hands if you're, um, again, if you're looking for this, the footage is True Kitchen. If you go on Twitter or wherever else, you'll find the video. Let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Peace.